This episode of the Everything is Marketing podcast is brought to you by the MLive Media Group. You can find us online, as always, at mlivemediagroup.com. And without further ado, it is the Everything is Marketing podcast. Marketers ruin everything. Welcome to the Everything is Marketing podcast. What I don't want to do is to pretend this is show number one. What would the hero of your life's movie do right now? Do that. Do those things. So we have made it to voting age, uh, episode 18. It is the Everything is Marketing podcast. My name is Eric Hulkerin, and a couple things to cover today. Last week, while I was uh, under the flu on Monday, I believe, Gary Vaynerchuk released this video that uh, was called One is Greater Than Zero. The idea being getting any sort of in-depth engagement is better than no engagement at all. And I know we've been talking about the just get off your butt and do stuff sort of deal. But the reason I bring this up is, number one, uh, I couldn't share it enough because I think it really rings true that in this world where we're trying to make connections, a lot of people get hung up on the Facebook likes or the Twitter followers or the Instagram followers, and they either do one of two things. They either uh, get hung up on it and focus, 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 and fail to do any sort of compelling content so those people don't stick around for very long, if at all, or they don't want to put in the work, meaning they don't want to go to Twitter and uh, find, let's say, we'll use me, for example, when we were starting the MMA show. They don't want to go on Twitter and start finding MMA journalists and ask them questions and engage with them and have a conversation with them and say, hey, if there's uh, any way that we can work together, that would be awesome and start to build a network of people in the MMA community, the mixed martial arts community, that are doing the same thing that can share resources or share stories or, more importantly, share audience. It is one thing that I think the YouTubers do way, way better than everybody else. People on YouTube seem to be brilliant at sharing resources and sharing audience, and there's a lot to be learned by watching what happens on YouTube and using it in your social platforms to build your brand. And then the other reason I bring this up is because today on Twitter, Gary Vaynerchuk asked, and he said, hey, uh, I want to get these two pieces of content out to more slash different people, and you're in my network, and you have to know other people. So if you know any blogs or any platforms that we could put some stuff on, uh, let me know. And we reached out to him and had a brief conversation um, with one of the people from VaynerMedia, which was amazing. And that happens because you're in the ecosystem having those conversations, right? If you're just checking Twitter once a day, you're going to miss all of that stuff. Yes, you can go back and kind of retroactively. And this is not a a thing to say you need to live your life on Twitter. But if you want to be successful at Twitter, you actually have to tweet. You have to live in the ecosystem and you have to talk to people that are talking about topics that you're interested in. In, and amazing stuff will happen. A lot of the stuff that we did for Way of the Warrior and Mixed Martial Arts happened because we were all, myself, Ken Evans, um, Joe, and Sean, were all on Twitter talking to different sorts of people and connecting our networks together to build that community. And that's exactly what you have to do. So today when this happened and I end up talking to somebody from VaynerMedia, that all happens because you're on Twitter paying attention and you go, yeah, let's, let's have a conversation about this vid- video you did on Twitter video, which uh, Gary has done this video on Twitter video. And if you're not using Twitter video in the way he's using Twitter video, you need to watch this piece. You can find it at uh, GaryVaynerchuk.com or at the MLiveMediaGroup.com and find out why 
Twitter video is just a great way to make an in-depth connection with somebody in a new and impactful way. You see a lot of GIFs starting to show up now that you can see uh, uh, GIFs or GIFs, depending on how you like to pronounce it. On Twitter, you see a lot of those showing up. I don't see as many videos, and you can actually do video right now inside Twitter, and it's a great way to build engagement and answer people's questions, and that's what Gary did. So please go watch that video and do exactly what he's talking about. And I got a question this morning that I wanted to spend a minute or two talking about, and that was uh, a question about net neutrality. What is it? Why is it important? And why should I pay attention? So this uh, is important for a couple of reasons. The idea of net neutrality is the idea that everything on the internet gets treated equally in the absolute democratic sense of the word. And democratic meaning not a political party, but democratic meaning uh, content gets voted up by an audience of people and voted down by an audience of people. There's nobody in charge picking that piece of content, that website, that platform to be successful over another one. So when there is no net neutrality or net neutrality is, let's say, compromised, it puts a business in charge of who goes where and what happens. If you would like to see an example of this, go to Google right now and type in Comcast, Netflix, and click on images. What you'll eventually see is when Comcast excuse me, and Netflix were arguing about rates, there was a moment in time where Comcast controlled the bandwidth, essentially, that Netflix was able to use for their platform. And their mu- the movie slowed way down, the buffering went way up. And obviously, when you get to that breaking point where customers want to leave your product, you need to make a deal with that particular provider. That, in essence, is why net neutrality is important. And over this past week, Tom Wheeler, who is the head of the FCC, has made some interesting strides and a big change uh, in his voice of what he was doing last year versus what he's doing this year. Last year, he was kind of on the fence about this idea of making the Internet um, essentially a utility like water or gas or electric and treating it as such because it changes the way that that is treated as a commodity if it becomes a utility. And I know that that sounds like a bit of nuance, but it's an important nuance because the internet is a part of everyday society, so it should be treated as a utility. Here's the problem, is when you vote, and they're going to try and vote this through, it. there's a five-member committee of the FCC, they need three of them to vote, so likely it will be Tom Wheeler and the two Democratic uh, members of the FCC that will vote in favor of this. The two Republicans will rescind, that's at least what the common thinking is. If that happens, uh, what will happen is it will pass, and they will start to move that through the system. But then uh, different providers can come forth and sue the FCC in front of the Supreme Court and saying that this is standing in the way of uh, whatever they want to say, capitalism, their ability to uh, make a business, their ability to control the product that they're paying for. So their bandwidth, you go with AT&T or Verizon or whomever to be your broadband provider. They feel that they have some sort of ownership of what gets to go through that tube and how it gets to go through. So you'll hear people talk about the fast lane and then the everyday lane or the dirt road is the other way that it's put. That's uh, that's the sort of thing that uh, providers want because they want to be able to charge people more money to get on a faster lane of the internet. Um, And then if you buy the basic package, you get what's called the dirt road. The FCC, at least right now, this very second, is looking to go, well, why don't we just make all of the internet faster? Because look at all of this innovation that's coming out of the web. And that, my friends, is uh, in three minutes why uh, net neutrality is important and why you should pay attention to that sort of thing. And I know at times it can get really cumbersome and hard to understand. And that's, of course, why somebody asked me a question today. But I would say do some of your own research and, and find out your own thoughts. And a good place to do that is Vox, V-O-X dot com. Uh, Circa does a really good job of that. 
and Zite, Z-I-T-E, does a really good job of that. They take really complex stories and break them down into paragraph form so you can understand them. And this is something, if you use the internet, and uh, if you're listening to the podcast, guess what? You're using the internet. Uh, if you use the internet, you should understand net neutrality. Whatever your stance is, you should understand it and uh, have a stake in it. It's one of those things that I think a lot of people are um, not paying enough attention to, and in the end could be a very dangerous thing if we're not all invested in protecting this thing. Because... As the internet grew to what it is today, uh, it did that because there was nobody mining the store. And yes, that allows for a lot of things to slip through the cracks. That's the democratic nature of the internet, meaning uh, things, there are a ton of horrible things that happen on the web, and that happens because there's nobody mining the store. But at the same time, that sort of lack of oversight allows for tremendous innovation. And these are debates that we should have and do have in some circles, but we're not having enough. So spend a couple minutes today uh, talking about net neutrality or doing some research on net neutrality. We'll be back tomorrow. Um, I'm not sure what we're going to talk about tomorrow, but there's always marketing so there's always things to talk about we'll be back tomorrow eric hulkran it's the everything is marketing podcast have an awesome what day is today tuesday have an awesome tuesday